Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Harris and I had some friends over for dinner last night, and um, they were asking about this church, and we're five months old, if, if you're uh, new here this morning. They're asking about the church and asking, how'd you get the building, and how'd you get this, and how'd you get that? And I realized this morning that my answer was just Jesus. Like, I just kept saying Jesus. I don't really have a a great natural response for that except Jesus. We shouldn't have this building, but Jesus. You guys shouldn't really be here, but Jesus. Like, we shouldn't be in this role, but Jesus. And he's just, yeah, yes and amen, that song. I was just like, yeah, God just says yes and amen to all things uh, that are good and and that represent him. Um, If you were here last week, we are currently in a series Uh, going over our church values, and that is encountering God together, equipping powerful people, and transforming culture with the love of Jesus. And so last week, Jesse brought an incredible word. If you miss it, it is online um, at presenceoc.org. Ooh. (laughs) See, there's an anointing on that website. Ooh. Um, And he he talked about um, encountering God together and, and, and seeing ourselves as saints and not sinners. Um, so it was a really good message. And so today we um, are ending our Equipping Powerful People series, and then next week we will move into Transforming Culture with the Love of Jesus. And so this morning is more, um, it's less of an exegesis of scripture, and it's more of a teaching and an equipping. So turn to the person on your right and left and say, you about to get equipped. Now say it with a country accent. Being powerful people um, is, is super important for our leadership. As we just partnered with Papa and asked God, what do you want our church values to be? I'd like to take credit for it, but he actually gave us all these wonderful ideas. Um, we just realized that, man, if we, as we were just dreaming about this church months ago, about planting here in Costa Mesa and, and what God would do, we just got super excited about God bringing a bunch of powerful people together, equipping them and sending them out to transform not only themselves, but their families, their homes, their neighborhoods, their cities, and the nation. Yes. Which is why next week we go into transforming culture with the love of Jesus. And so today is um, what I would just call an equipping um, teaching. So if you will, we're gonna start in the Bible. It's always a good idea. Turn with me to Colossians 2. We're just gonna look at two verses here, nine and 10. I'm actually gonna share quite, quite a bit of scripture, um, but this, is, this will be where we start. So second, or Colossians 2, nine through 10, it says this. For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ, and you have been filled by him who is the head over every ruler and authority. Now, some of your your Bibles, if you have a different version, it may say over every power and authority. So let's read it saying that. For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ, and you have been filled by him who is the head over every power and every authority. So this morning, we we are going to learn what it looks like to be, yay lights, we're going to learn what it looks like to be powerful people in the kingdom of God and how that is so important in our day and day, in the natural and in the spiritual. And as I um, was just thinking about what power looks like in our culture, in our society, I went to Google, because that's what you do. And I typed in 
power and powerful people. And the words associated to this term were actually quite negative. So here are some of the words that I found. Commanding, compelling, forceful, overruling, supreme, weighty, controlling, robust. And I thought, how interesting is it that in the natural, this term power, this term powerful, when associated with a human, can actually have a negative connotation. But it's quite different if we look at it from the kingdom of God. And so in order to understand our God-given power to be powerful, we also have to understand our God-given authority. So I'm going to say that again. In order to understand our God-given power to be powerful people, to be powerful followers, we actually have to understand our God-given authority because the concept of authority and the concept of power in Scripture are actually in one. So in order to understand power, we have to understand authority. And in order to understand those two, we have to understand where they come from and how we use it. So we've got to define authority. We've got to define God's authority. So we're going to learn two Greek words this morning. Y'all ready for this? And you must say it, okay? The first one is the Greek word for power, and it's dunamis. So say dunamis. Now say dunamis. There's two different ways to say it, apparently, I found out. Dunamis or dunamis. That is the Greek word for power. Now, the Greek word for authority is exousia. Exousia. Say it with me. Exousia. And it's important to know those two Greek terms, one, because it's a lot of fun, but two, because in Luke 9, Jesus gives both of these to his followers. And I don't know about y'all, but whatever Jesus is doing, whatever he is talking about and what he has given away, I want to know about it. And I want some of it or all of it, you know? And so it's important for us to see power and authority in the ways that Jesus was giving it away to his followers. It's really interesting that the, the Greek word for authority, excusia, is used 108 times in the New Testament. Man, if there's a consistency, really just in life, but if there's a consistency in Scripture, you better be highlighting, underlining, looking up, like figuring out why there's a consistency. Because consistency means theme, and a theme in, in the kingdom of God is probably really important. And so in Luke 9, he gives both dunamis and excusia to his followers. And then in John 14, concerning authority, Jesus says this. He says, if you want, you can go there, John 14. He says, those who believe in me will do what I do. Yes, they will do greater things because I am going to the Father. He says this concerning authority. Those who believe in me will do what I do. Yes, they will even do greater things for I'm going to go hang out with Papa. Now, I don't know about y'all, but... I feel like I say this every time I get up and teach. My mind was blown, once again, reading scripture. Yay, God. Because I'm just thinking, here he is with all the power and all the authority and everything under him, and when he leaves, he gives it away. He's going to go hang out with God, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to give dynamis and excusia to my people. In order to understand how we utilize power and authority in the kingdom of God, we got to know God's heart. So God's heart is always, always good and is always pushing us forward. Our authority is the God-given right to receive and use God's power that flows from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. 
It is a God-given right that we have authority and power through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus received his power. This is really good. Jesus received his power from the Holy Spirit, but he received his authority through intimacy with the Father. You can walk with a lot of power. You can be called a powerful person in your workplace, in your home. If it is not partnered with Holy Spirit and with intimacy with the Father, you will have zero authority where you go. So Jesus, with intimacy, through intimacy with Papa, walked not only with full power, but with full authority. And then at the end of his ministry, what does he do? He gives Holy Spirit to his people so that they too can walk in the same way. I'm convinced that being powerful people, being powerful believers, were, it was never intended without Holy Spirit. Both, catch this, in the natural and in the spiritual. And we're gonna talk about tying those two together and how that's powerful and we need to do that. But it was never intended without Holy Spirit. I'll never forget years ago, Paris and I were on staff at a church and um, I was teaching about Holy Spirit and how amazing God is and how powerful we are. And I got called into the senior leader's office. It kind of happened a lot for really great reasons. Um, I got in a lot of really good trouble there. But I remember sitting in front of this man who I adore and love and have a great relationship today. Um, and, and he said, you know, um, I just don't quite understand why you have to teach on this. And so I gave scripture. You know, it's really fun when you're in a conversation or an argument or a debate or whatnot with people. You give them scripture, they get real mad. You're like, you can't be mad at me. Jesus said it. You can't be mad at me. Paul said this. I didn't write that. Be mad at them. Don't be mad at me. But you know, when that doesn't work, then you just have to humble yourselves and just say, bless you and move on. But um, I remember he said, you know, it's not that I don't believe in the movement of the Holy Spirit. I come from a very faith-filled background. But it's that Holy Spirit should be put in the fireplace because if he comes out of the fire, this was his analogy, if he comes out of the fireplace, he'll burn people up. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that was kind of the goal. <laughs> I'm trying to burn people up and get them lit for Jesus. Like, you're, you're thinking exactly what I'm thinking. I did not share that with him because I was already in enough trouble. But being powerful people was never intended without partnership with Holy Spirit. It was never intended without it, both in the natural and in the spiritual. And so when we try and move in this, this power or this authority, when we're not being led, it becomes about us. You probably know a lot of people who are not believers who you would say is, is powerful in their homes or their workplace or in their friend groups or in their neighborhoods or whatever it may be. But gosh, when you get someone that has intimacy with the Father and they know their power comes from Holy Spirit and they're just walking in it, it's a whole new realm. And I, you know, as I, I look at scripture and as I learn about God even more, I'm convinced also that, that being powerful people is for the sake of the powerless. It's for the sake of other people. God wants our cup to overflow with so much of him that everyone around us gets just drenched in the love of the Father. Yeah. 
And what's interesting is even though Jesus walked with all power and all authority, you know, he, he, he didn't do power demonstrations for the sake of doing them. It was always for the sake of other people. In fact, when skeptics questioned him, when people tempted him, when the enemy said, hey, turn these stones into bread to prove who you are, Jesus said no. Because it was never about what he could do, even though he carried all the power and all the authority. It was never about what he could do. It was always about other people. There, it's interesting, there's two, um, two different translations in Scripture that explain when Jesus saw someone in need. The older translations say that when he saw someone that needed to be healed or raised from the dead or just transformation of life, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't allude that he said, well, I could do that. I could heal them. No big deal. Like this egotistical kind of power and authority. But it says that his heart was filled with pity for that person. And the newer translations say that his heart was filled and moved with compassion. You find this in the Gospels. When he saw these people who needed him, his heart was filled with compassion. His authority and his power was moved when he saw the powerless, when he saw those without what they could have. His power was always hand-dipped and covered in love, first and foremost. And in the same way, as we learn to become powerful people, our love and our power and our authority in Christ has to just be hand-dipped in Jesus and the love of the Father. And so what does it look like to be a powerful person? You might say, okay, awesome, Nicole, I hear you, I understand where my authority comes from now. Great, thank you for that. Um, But how do I become a powerful person? What does it look like? And I would say the first place is just being secure in who you are, being secure in Jesus. See, Jesus was a pretty secure man. He knew who he was. He knew who his God was. He knew his authority, and he walked in it. And it's interesting because in um, Luke 8, 22, you guys probably all know this story, but uh, the disciples are on a boat with Jesus, and Jesus is sleeping, the storm comes, and the disciples wake up Jesus, and Jesus calms the storm, and then he says, where's y'all's faith? He did say y'all. I'm convinced of that, too. Where's y'all's faith? And a lot of scholars actually argue that Jesus was a little disappointed that they woke him up to calm the storm when they could have. They had been walking with Jesus. They had learned. They had saw. They had examples. And yet they wake him up. Y'all ever been woke up from a nap or woke up before your eight hours? I like a good solid eight hours. If I get woke up before then, I'm like, oh, Jesus. He's like, where's your faith? Where's your authority? Where's your power? Haven't you been watching me? Don't you understand? Something we have to understand is an important important part of our responsibility to be powerful people is not to neglect it. It's like the famous um, Spider-Man quote, with great power comes great responsibility. I don't know why I used that voice, it just seemed fitting. But with great power that you've been given comes great responsibility to use it. And once we understand that being powerful comes with authority given by Jesus and Jesus alone, we walk with a different type of confidence. We have a new pep in our step. See, Jesus wasn't insecure about who he was. 
He didn't put on the I'm powerful hat when he was delivering the Sermon on the Mount and then take it off when he got off. He didn't put on the I'm powerful hat when he was healing and raising people from the dead and then, and then take his hat off when he was walking with the disciples. No, he was always secure in who he was and he was powerful in that. He didn't have times of I'm powerful in this situation and I'm not so powerful in that situation. He wasn't insecure about it. And I feel like, if I'm honest with y'all this morning, I feel like a lot of Christians are super powerful in one area in the spiritual realm, but their natural realm is all out of whack. Like their life management skills, you're just like, you just led 12 people to the Lord last week, but you can't keep a job. (laughs) Y'all know what I mean? I don't mean to call y'all out. I love you. There's no judgment. (laughs) But we have got to put both natural and spiritual together and walk in that power. Your power and the authority that God's given you is not just for when you come to church on Sundays. It's not just for when you go on mission trips. It's not just for when you're sharing the gospel. You are a walking gospel. Amen? Jesus is the ultimate example that humanity is capable of displaying the divine. And y'all know what? God is just wanting to show off his son. God just wants to show off his son in you in all areas. Why you at Walmart, he wants to show off his son. Why are you at church, he wants to show off his son. He wants to show him off. He wants to display all that he accomplished and did through you. And so we can't pick and choose when we decide to be powerful followers. We have got to be powerful in our day and day. We've got to be powerful at home. We've got to be powerful at work. We've got to be powerful walking out of church and going to lunch. We have got to be powerful and be responsible with the power that we've been given. And you know, with power and authority comes a freedom. And freedom is this funny thing. It's really awesome. Yay God for freedom. But often, yeah. (laughs) Oftentimes, I just wonder if we allow freedom to paralyze us. And let me explain a little bit. If you have been waiting on the Lord for a long time, and you are not growing, and you are not learning while you are waiting, I don't know that you're waiting on the Lord. Now, don't hear me wrong. I have waited and I have waited, and I have waited. And I'm an urgent person, okay? That's what my pro scan says, our personality test we take as a staff. I am an urgent person, I do not like to wait. But God's made me wait in things, but I was learning and growing while waiting. And sometimes I just get this picture of the father, like, like trying to get his, his son to walk, and, the, and, and the, you know, the little toddler's walked before, he's crawled before, you know, the dad's taught him all the techniques to get up and walk, and, and he keeps falling down, like, just pick me up, just pick me up, and God's like patting his little tush, like, come on, you've done this before, get up and walk, move, make a decision, you're powerful, don't just wait on me, if you ain't hearing from me and learning and growing in those waiting periods, make a powerful decision, God has given us a sound mind for a purpose. Again, disclaimer, waiting on the Lord is good. I'm not saying that. Don't go and like tweet like mean things about me. Waiting on the Lord is good if you're learning and growing in that. But with freedom comes also a lot of responsibility to be powerful people and to make a decision and to walk in your power and your authority. You know, I hear the phrase a lot, and I've said it a lot. Uh, You know, the the Lord believes in you more than you believe in yourself. 
And I just, I know you do say it a lot. It's okay. We say it a lot. But the truth is, if we just believed a little bit of what God says about us, we might believe in ourselves a little bit more. Yeah, like God really believes in you. I, I'm sitting here this morning thinking, really, God, you want me to get up and teach this morning? Really? Okay, yes and amen. Awesome. God believes in us. But gosh, if we could just read scripture, know the Father, know his heart for us, know the power and the authority that he's given us, we might actually walk in a confidence that looks quite different. And so I'll end with some tangible ways here. Being powerful, being powerful people could look in the natural like this. It could look like holding a job when you don't want to. It could look like staying in a community when it gets messy and when it's hard. Being powerful could look like parenting when you're tired. It could look like making decisions that benefit your family that requires a lot of sacrifice. Being powerful is just being able to say no and yes to the things that God wants. Being powerful is, is you being able to say, I'm sorry, I messed up, I'm going to clean this mess up, forgive me. In the natural, that's just what being powerful could look like. And I don't know what being powerful would look like for you in your own personal life. You guys are all amazing and super powerful, and this is probably not new news for you. But for me, being powerful is just being aware of God's presence every day having intimacy with the Father and partnering with Holy Spirit. But, you know, we could all think up an excuse to, to wake up every morning and be all humbug about something. But if you wake up and you just remember God's there, God's with you, God's in this. He believes in you. He's given you power and authority. You're aware the Holy Spirit is with you once you've accepted Christ. Your day looks a little bit better. So for me, in all things, power, being a powerful person not only as a mom and as a wife and as a pastor, it just looks like being aware of his presence and partnering with Holy Spirit and having intimacy with him. We, we have this church value to equip powerful people because we truly believe that God wants to change a nation. We truly believe that he is wanting you to feel 100% equipped so that your neighborhoods would look different than before you moved in, so that your cities would look different, so that your states would be transformed. But if we do not grab a hold of what it looks like to have power and authority in the kingdom of God, we will not walk in that. And we need all y'all. We need you to step up. You don't have to go to ministry school. You don't have to be a traveling evangelist. You don't have to hang around a certain type of people, although if you want to hang out with us, we're a lot of fun, really cool. You don't have to check off these things off of an agenda, task item list, or whatnot in order to be powerful. No, intimacy with the Father and knowing the Holy Spirit guides you. That's how you become a powerful person. That's how we want to equip you. That's what I feel like God is saying this morning. You're capable and you're able. And if you've accepted the Lord, you have Holy Spirit and you've been given all power and all authority. And we do this every single week. We do just a call to salvation. If you came in here this morning and you felt powerless, that can be broken. Or maybe you came in this morning and you've accepted the Lord and you've walked with the Lord for a long time, but, but you feel like you've been under religion and you feel like you've been chained down and you've actually been called a sinner and not much of a saint. And you didn't really know you were powerful or that you had authority or that you were part of the plan at all. If that's you, I've got really good news. 
like the best news. This guy died for you. And he is just wanting you to come home. He's just wanting you to come to this place of intimacy with him. He wants you to just forget about all the junk and mumbo jumbo and, and religion that you've been carrying and just come to the Papa's arms. That's the most important. If you hear anything this morning, you can forget everything else I said. Don't forget that. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.